Okay, welcome back. Um, does anybody still need release forms? Anybody not signed the release form yet? One more. Does anybody else have release forms, empty release forms? Yeah, Wonky has some more. Okay, so um, as I started to say, Larrabee basically has a bunch of x86 cores, and we don't know how many. And what's really different in terms of uh, the actual scheduling is that the scheduling of threads won't happen in hardware. It'll actually happen at compile time, which of course gives a lot more flexibility. Um, as we'll see, it allows Larrabee to have both task parallelism and data parallelism. And uh, I'll explain what that means. But it's, it's a more flexible architecture. It remains to be seen what the performance will be. So a Larrabee core has both registers, which is basically what we call so far the execution context. And it also has cache, right? Because you're really talking about an x86 type core. So you have level one and level two cache. And in terms of the size of the memory, this is a lot bigger than what you would see on a typical GPU core. Now, you know, this picture here doesn't do justice to the area. If you would actually look on chip area, you will see that these caches will be very, very big. And then you have these uh, SIMD functional units with multiply add units inside. Um, and you have, again, one in instruction uh, stream decode. So we know that each core will have 16 of these SIMD units. But we don't know how many cores. We don't know anything else, really. So, uh, so much for Larrabee. Um, and Larry Seiler, who is uh, one of the architects of the Larrabee chip, will come here and give a, a talk towards the end of the semester. And it will be interesting to see. He won't say anything that Intel hasn't said already publicly, so I don't think he'll answer this question. But um, it will be very nice to see him talk about Larrabee, and then hopefully you can ask lots of que questions at that point about the difference between you know, typical GPUs and the Larrabee GPU or chip. All right, any questions about current GPUs? Yeah. Depends who you ask. So if I ask my NVIDIA friends, they say, well, Larrabee is a GPU, uh, which means both, right? It means, I mean, GPUs are now also used for general purpose computing. But it's, it's, you know, according to NVIDIA, it's not useful for running Microsoft Word. If you ask Intel, if, I mean, if I talk to Larry, he will say, well, actually, it can run Microsoft Word just fine. You, you basically can go to task parallelism, and you can have each core work on a different uh, instruction stream completely and just do context switches between applications. So um, I think it will definitely start out as a GPU-type chip where you will still have a CPU and you will have a Larrabee chip in the system, but who knows how it evolves. Maybe eventually you'll just have a Larrabee chip. Any other questions? Okay, so how do you move the data to the processors? Uh, because so far we've talked a lot about execution units. So again, if you look at a CPU, you have this big data cache, and we just got rid of that. But let's look at the CPU memory hierarchy. Um, you know, I said it's one cache. It's actually more than one. It's, it's really uh, multiple caches with different sizes. 
So if you have a multi-core CPU, you have a level one cache, which is very fast memory, very close to the core. Then you have a level two cache, which is a little bit slower, uh, but still relatively fast. And then you have a level three cache, which is shared across different cores. So, and then you have your memory interface. And as I said, currently it's about 25 gigabytes per second of bandwidth to the actual memory on the, uh, near the CPU. So CPU cores run really efficiently because um, when the data is resident in cache, in any of these caches, the time it takes to access it is relatively short. So you have really reduced latency. Now, in our GPU, we just got rid of this cache. And we basically replaced it with a much higher bandwidth memory interface. So instead of having a cache, you really have much, much higher bandwidth to the memory. And, and you know, the current NVIDIA chip has actually over 160 gigabytes per second. So um, now, this is unfortunately not enough. So you know, if you basically look at it, you have 11 times the compute performance on a GPU compared to a CPU, and you only have six times the bandwidth to feed it. Um, and you don't have any cache hierarchy. Um, so GPU memory systems are really designed for throughput. That's why they're called high throughput processors. You want to move data through the processor from memory, and you want to use lots and lots of data. Um, but if we look at a quick thought experiment, um, you know, you say, let's do a um, multiplication of two long vectors, A and B. So we load the two vectors, we multiply them, and we store the result. So that's three memory operations every four cycles. And if it's a long vector, that's 12 bytes every four cycles. So that's about a terabyte per second of bandwidth. And we're not even close to that. So it's seven times more than what you have on current GPUs. So that comes back to your question. Um, the answer is that in addition to having this very wide memory interface, GPUs also have, um, have to have something else in order to avoid this, this problem. So they're really bandwidth limited, in a sense. You have very, very high arithmetic density. You have lots of execution units but you have a somewhat still limited memory interface. And so no amount of latency hiding can help this. I mean, you can rotate your warps as much as you want. You know, you need the data uh, eventually, and so, so that actually is the problem. So um, overcoming this bandwidth limit, as you will see, is probably one of the biggest challenges when you write CUDA code. So you have to be very careful about where is the data stored in order to have fast access and so that I can actually maximize my performance. So how do you reduce the bandwidth? Well, um, you basically request data uh, less often. So you do more math. So in other words, uh, GPUs are really good at tasks where you do a lot of computation per data item. Right, so that's, that's rule number one. And the other one is you try to reuse the data across different threads. So you kind of have to have a little bit more on-chip storage than we currently talked about in order to make that happen. And uh, one way um, this is implemented is basically either having a cache for textures, which is a texture cache, 
or what CUDA calls shared memory, which is local memory on the chip that can be shared among all the threads that are connected um, within, within a block of execution. In OpenCL, this is called local storage or local memory. So um, quickly talking about texture, you know, if you have different threads executing, they might actually access a certain amount of, of um, texture memory at some point. And texture memory is essentially memory to store an image that you want to paste onto something else. And you, you need to access multiple pixels simultaneously in order to make that operation happen. So each one of these threads might access different areas of this texture memory, but all of them have a very high likelihood of overlapping because very likely the different threads come from related pieces um, in your scene. So that you can essentially, I mean, think of it as each thread is computing the contribution for one pixel. And if you have neighboring pixels, that means neighboring threads will basically access very uh, related texture memory. So in order to make sure that you're not fetching all of this data multiple times, you're caching it on the chip. I think I saw a question. Uh, yeah. Is that why we can look at like, you know, game data files they'll have, you know, 2D image and has all these sort of squashed textures in it because that would then be loaded into GPU one go. Right. So you're probably looking at the actual texture that a typical game has. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, so there's various ways of storing textures, and nowadays most of them have some form of compressed format. But typically, you do tile little pieces of image data within a bigger image, yes. Um, now, I'm not going to talk more about, uh, you know, sort of graphics terminology, but what's important for you to know is that you have this texture cache. In other words, you can use that texture cache in order to um, accelerate your own uh, application. And we'll see how we can use that in CUDA. And in addition, you also have this shared or this local storage. So each processor, in addition to having the execution context storage, also has texture cache and has this shared local cache that you can use for all the threads. And you know, not surprisingly, the trend in GPUs is to actually add you know, even more cache because you really want to make sure that even though you have high memory bandwidth that you can still reduce that uh, latency to access the, the, the memory because you have this issue of never having enough bandwidth because you have so many threads. All right, so uh, summary. Um, you know, GPU is a multi-core processor that is really optimized for maximum throughput. So you, you, it's kind of at an, an extreme end of the design space in that sense. And so if you want to use them efficiently, you first of all have to have lots and lots of independent threads. You know, try to have 30,000 or more threads, thousands of threads. Um, each one of them, um, you know, uses uh, different ALUs and it actually supports massive interleaving for this latency hiding. Also, um, this all maps to SIMD execution well. I mean, obviously, because it has this SIMD execution model for each core. And importantly, 
it's really um, geared towards high computation density. So for each data item, try to do as much computation as you can before you fetch the next data item. All right, does that make sense? Any questions? All right, so I think it doesn't make sense to start with the programming models. I'll start with this uh, on Monday. And um, did you remember what I forgot to mention in the beginning of the class? No? Okay, so maybe it's nothing. <laughs> All right, so again, 